Hey there, friends, it's Nick. So a few days ago, I was talking about the value of talking. And I had a really good example of that today. I went out to lunch with a neighbour, actually a neighbour. Do you know those kind of folk? You're not super close to them. In fact, we've lived next to or near this guy, not next to, but near this guy for 23 years. But it's the kind of person where you, you know, you, you get used to just waving from the car or occasionally, occasionally, maybe you bump into them on the, you know, in the lane and you might have a 10 or 15 minute conversation, but you don't really know them that well. You know, that kind of neighbor anyway. We've got one of those. And uh, last week I bumped into him and I said, we should go for lunch. And we went to lunch today and it was so interesting. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you'll know that I'm a, a business model geek. I love to see how different people make money, how they, uh, how they do things differently. So when he said to me, I've got the perfect business model, as you can imagine, I was all ears. And it turns out, well, first of all, this guy's a commercial pilot. Now, I'm not talking about jet airlines or passenger jets or anything like that, but, but small planes, relatively speaking, small planes. He's effectively like a, the, the guy who is the, the sky taxi. He'll take executives, you know, backwards and forwards across from the UK to Europe and, and things like that. But his business model, and I love this, is he goes to the United States. He essentially has a holiday and he looks at planes. And these, again, they're relatively small planes like Cessnas or what have you. And he might pay somewhere between 30,000 bucks to 50,000 bucks for one of these planes. Then he brings it back to the UK and sells it for between 25 and 30% more than he paid for it. And he said that's, so that, this is the interesting thing. He said the moment the wheels touch the ground in the UK, it's effectively worth 25 or 30% more than I paid for it right then. And in fact... He can sell them directly straight away or he has planes that he effectively keeps at a local airport and rents out for 300 pounds an hour which is also if you do the numbers a very good business and he said i can survive quite happily if i've got one going i have had up to five but he says it's it's just it's the best business model i've ever had and this is a guy who's who's started and sold many businesses over the years and what's, what's so interesting is the reason he's able to do that is because there's a sentence in the middle of what I just said that's doing a lot of work. I said, he goes to the US, he looks at planes, he buys them, and then he brings them back to the UK. And of course, it's the bringing them back part, which is where all the value is created in this particular business model. Because if it was easy, or if it was perceived as being easy, of course, there would be no market for this. So this is the thing that I zeroed in on. I said, well, how do you, you know, the, the, the Atlantic is 3,000 miles across, roughly. I remember, I remember it. So how do you bring a plane like that back? Because obviously you can't fly a Cessna or whatever over that kind of distance. And it turns out there's a couple of ways. You can, you can stick it in a container. You can disassemble it, stick it in a container and what have you. But what my friend does is he flies it back in short hops. So if he buys a plane in Texas, he'll fly to the north of the, of the States, then into Canada and Nova Scotia and across to Greenland and then to Scotland, effectively doing the kind of the, the, the circle route, if you're familiar with that idea. And then down, down through the UK to one of the local airports we've got here, right in the south. And it's so fascinating because if, if that was easy, well, it's, it's the thing. That is something that people in the UK obviously perceive as being difficult. 
it is difficult to get a small plane from the US where they are cheap to the UK where they are, relatively speaking, expensive. So people don't do it. But for Paul, his business is predicated on the fact that A, he knows how to do it. And for him, it's not particularly difficult. Now, I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not minimising the, the, the job of flying a plane all the way across the top of the world like that. And he, was, he talked about the necessity to have a, a kind of a, a survival suit when you're flying over all this water and you need to have a, um, obviously a life raft and all that kind of stuff in case the worst happens. But for him, the ease of doing it is vastly different from the general perception of how hard it must be. And it's, of course, it's partly the flying or the, sh the shipping of these things, but it's also the general hazard, the general sort of hassle of it, the bureaucracy. What do I need to do to, to take a ship out of US airspace? What do I do, need to do bureaucratically wise to register it in the UK? All of that kind of stuff. But for him, it's easy. And so many of the business models we look at, we think about, are when we find a way to make something that people want, but perceive as difficult, easy. Which is why so often when we're, when we're really thinking, like strategically thinking about the businesses that we build and the things that we do, what we really want to hone in on is what does our customer really find hard? Where is their pain? Because business is basically solving other people's pain, right? That's what helps make great businesses, great stories. Anyway, thanks for listening. If you want to dig deeper into what I do, search online for story.business. It will lead you to my website and you can find out loads more there by now.